www.grapecat.com. That's www.grapecat.com. Grapecat is an online vegan retail store carrying all of your fashion needs from t-shirts to coats and wallets to duffel bags and everything in between. Grape Cat prides itself on carrying eco-friendly and U.S.-made merchandise. Thank you for dressing compassionately. www.grapecat.com Check them out today. Hey, Grape Cats, I'm James Lucas, and welcome to episode 19 of the Grape Cat Vegan Fashion and Business Podcast. Creating a vision, seeking our passion. Great cat, compassion, fashion. Made in the US, eco friendly. High quality without getting all spendy. We create the best, bringing it to you. Shirts, coats, wallets, everything we do. Dress with compassion, we're a vegan store. Grapecat.com for more. Welcome to the new conscientious world where more and more people are looking for high quality clothing, bags, and accessories that lessen the impact on our environment. GrapeCat makes it easier for you to find the eco-friendly and vegan products. At GrapeCat, we do the research that saves you time and money. You will be proud to know that you are making the world a better place for animals, people, and the environment. If you're looking for products that make a difference, visit GrapeCat.com today. On today's podcast, I talked to Freya Dinshaw, the president of the American Vegan Society and editor of the American Vegan Magazine. In 1959, her pen pal friend Jay inspired her to become vegan, and in 1960, she moved to America where they married. Within a year, the rest of the family had given up dairy and eggs, too. Freya is the author of The Vegan Kitchen, the first cookbook advocating the vegan philosophy to be published in the United States. She has also compiled Vegetarian Cooking for 100, a set of vegan catering cards that has been used by college and other dining services throughout the United States. Here is Freya. Where were you born? Oh, I was born in England, in a place called Epsom in Surrey. And were you eating meat at that time as a child? No, my parents had become vegetarian before I was born, so I grew up a vegetarian. Okay, and how did they become vegetarian? They never liked meat, and they had friends in the peace movement who were vegetarians, so they okay. knew they could do it. So how did the peace movement switch people to vegetarianism? Well, it's um, all part of the idea you shall not kill. And uh, as vegetarians and vegans, we extend thou shalt not kill to other beings, not just to other people. So you grew up as a vegetarian in England. How was that hard? I was one of two vegetarians in my school, in a school of six to seven hundred students. So I was pretty much on my own. But uh, I didn't find it difficult because I found people respected me rather than tease me, so that was good. How did you discover veganism? Well, I suppose I'd heard of it, but I thought it was a bit extreme and unwise to go that far. Uh, I began, I think some of my school friends told me that there was rennet in cheese, and so that wasn't really vegetarian. At that time, I used to eat the school lunches, but I'd take a little container of cheese to eat instead of the meat. So I stopped taking the cheese, and I started taking grated nuts instead. 
they were sorry about that. They thought I was restricted enough already. They didn't want to restrict me any further. But that was the beginning of uh, my becoming vegan, step by step. The main influence was um, my pen friend in America, um, who later became my husband, Jay Dinsha. And he had become a vegan in 1956-57. And so he told me why. And, you know, I stopped eating eggs. And lastly, I gave up honey. I did it over a matter of months, not overnight. How did you become pen pals with him? Uh, he had put an advertisement in the Peace newspaper saying that he wanted to correspond with someone, which uh, I thought was rather funny, but my mother felt sorry for him because she said, um, why don't you write to him so he knows he's not the only vegetarian pacifist around? <laughs> so you can blame it on my mother. <laughs> <laughs> so he was living in America, you're writing back and forth. Mm -hmm. So he didn't have any support for his ideas at that time. Well, he had also grown up in a vegetarian family and he had started getting information from the Vegan Society in England as well as the Vegetarian Society in England. And so he decided to become vegan and some of his brothers also did at the same time. But still, it was pretty lonely to be a vegetarian or vegan in those days. So he was reaching out he wherever was reaching he could whoever. to find some other people. So after you're writing him letters, do you come visit him in the U.S. or does he come visit you? I came to visit him. And that was where? Well, he grew up in Malaga, New Jersey, so okay. I came to New Jersey. And then did you guys get married and start the vegan, American Vegan Society? No, or? Jay had started the American Vegan Society um, earlier. So um, when we got married, then I got into helping him with it. Okay. So he was president and I was secretary. Oh, what year was that? That was 1960. 1960. So you've definitely seen a change in the awareness over the last 60 years, right? Oh, tremendous. It's yeah. so much more convenient and easy to be vegan now than it was. Were you creating your own recipes to help people be make it easier to become vegan? Uh, we were. Well, my mother-in-law uh, already had a vegetarian cookbook but she started converting her recipes to make them vegan recipes. So I learned quite a bit from her. And then uh, we experimented with different things. Vegan milks weren't available, so we had to make our own. Uh, we used to use a soy powder product, or we would use nuts or nut butter and make milks. Fortunately, we had electric blenders, which made it a lot easier than I think it had would be if I'd become vegan like 20 years earlier than that. Then I would be grinding things and soaking and boiling them and squeezing them through a cloth to make my <laughs> coconut milk or whatever. And then you came out with your own cookbook. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that was, what year was that? 1965, 1965. the first edition. Okay. Yes, it grew quite a bit over the years. And how many editions are you at now? Well, it says 13, although a lot of them were just reprintings. Okay. We were a bit vague on what was a new edition and what was a new printing. <laughs> so are there? Are you still creating new recipes to go in it, or are you planning another cookbook? Uh, no, I'll probably do a, uh, another cookbook with the, the best out of this plus some new recipes. Okay. And those can be found on the website or through the cookbook? Well, it's mainly with the cookbook. Two Vegan Kitchens for 9 95 so when Jay started the American Vegan Society, he called the magazine Ahimsa, 
which means without hurting, harmlessness, and it went under that name for many years. Uh, we used to type it up on wax stencils and run it off on a mimeograph and staple it together. So it's been through a lot of formats over the years. How you raise money for the society? Uh, mostly it's been through membership subscriptions and through sale of books, although in the modern era that's fallen off considerably, and then for events that we do, uh, special events, program services. And what events do you have coming up? We're having a Jersey Harvest Gala later this month. That's in Vineland, New Jersey on September the 25th. So that will be a, a dress-up affair with uh, music, dancing. We have a silent auction. Uh, there'll be an hors d'oeuvre social and a banquet. And we also host dinners at the Academy of Culinary Arts in Mays Landing. We've been doing these for about six years and they are very successful. We used to do it um, one night, now we do two successive nights so we can fit in the people that want to come because the dining room capacity is 65. So we come pretty close to filling the dining room twice. And do you find that it's mostly vegans, it's vegetarians, it's veg curious? It's a lot of people. That's one of the things that's so nice about it because the vegans love to come. It's a real treat for them. They like to bring their friends and we get good publicity out in the newspapers and the public comes and enjoys it. People make, make friends with the other people at their table because there are about eight people at a table and it's just been growing. What's nice about it is that the students prepare the food and serve it and they're going to be graded on how well they do so we get the very best of service. Well there will be another veg fest in New Jersey and that will be on October the 2nd in Morristown, New Jersey. Um, well, we're also working with uh, encouraging restaurants that are not vegan to have vegan options. Yeah, for, for a change from, from going to the Academy of Culinary Arts, we decided to find if there were local restaurants who would like to host a dinner. And some people were not interested at all, but they suggested somewhere. So the first restaurant we went to was a Greek restaurant in Vineland. And although the owner was skeptical at first, he warmed up to the idea and he produced a, a great meal. And uh, we filled his restaurant on, on a slow night. So he was delighted with that. We then went to another restaurant in Vineland. We've been to restaurants in Melville. And uh, these dinners are great. This year, we've started focusing on places that serve pizza. Because although when we went to restaurants, they would do a nice meal for us, it was difficult to get them to always have something vegan on the menu. Because if they did something for us, they would be making it in a large batch. And they're not going to uh, have a large batch and maybe one person come and order something. We have a number of pizza places around New Jersey who have started using some of the vegan cheeses that are available now. And they're quite enthusiastic about the results they're getting particularly one place in Glassboro, which, uh, as you know, is a college town. Great. So they've done well, and uh, they quickly printed it on their menu. And uh, in Ocean City, um, there's a place down there 
that has um, vegan pizza and they've been amazed at the response they've gotten to it. And all they switched out was the cheese? Yeah, pretty much, yes. So well, we have com- to ask questions about the sauce and the dough and so Right, on. right. But, um, yes, they switch out the cheese and... That was it? Yes, and you start talking to them and they say, oh, so-and-so's lactose intolerant, some member of their family, and uh, our waitress is a vegan. <laughs> and, you know, and then it, it gets around and people like, like the option. Ooh, I, well, I've noticed that people don't realize that they're not really lactose intolerant, they're just not baby cows. <laughs> so uh, I love that term lactose intolerant just because it's it makes you feel like you're sick and there's really nothing uh-huh. wrong with you. They've seen just by making this one switch that uh-huh. it's increased their revenue. So that's why they're excited about it. Indeed, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is um, Mario's in Ocean City and Nick's in Glassboro. Okay. And there are other places too. If you go to American Vegan Society website, yeah. So you haven't seen any of the restaurants that you've gone into for special meals add the even one dish that was um, successful? Well, yes, the Greek restaurant that we went to first, they always have uh, hummus platter available and scodalia. And okay. Scodalia is um, like a potato-based dip similar to hummus in consistency. Okay. So you can always go there and get that, so that's right. nice. What's the best way for people to get in contact with you? Uh, the best way is to go to our website, AmericanVegan.org. You can sign up um, to our email list there, because we do do an e-newsletter. You can also join the society, and you can register for special events that we have. Harvest Festival coming up in September 25th. Uh, in the middle of October, uh, we're doing a progressive dinner in Fredonia, New York, which we're looking forward to. It's, we had s- success doing a progressive dinner in Millville in April of this year, so now we're taking it up to Fredonia, New York, and hopefully it'll be happening in other places too. We put news of what we do in our magazine, and hopefully people in other parts of the country will pick up on the idea and do it there. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Grape Cat Vegan Fashion and Business Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can find the show notes at grapecat.com. Do us a favor before you go, please take a few seconds to rate this podcast. It is a key way to get this podcast higher in the ranks, which will make it more accessible to people who truly need this information. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. Make sure you never miss a future episode of this podcast by subscribing. If you have any questions or guest ideas, please send them to podcast at grapecat.com. Thank you for dressing compassionately. Creating a vision, seeking our passion. Great cat, compassion, fashion. Made in the US, eco friendly. High quality without getting all spendy. We create the best, bringing it to you. Shirts, coats, wallets, everything we do. Dress with compassion, we're a vegan store. Grapecat.com for more.